Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Waxed and Vaxed. The ingredients you need are some sweet tea, some ginger ale, and some vodka. So you're going to get a cocktail glass, pack it with ice, layer the ingredients into that cup. So you're going to put the sweet tea first, then layer your vodka, then your ginger ale, put a straw, some lemon, and enjoy a wax and vaxed. Mm. You are really on your vodka kick these days. I am. I am like, I never used to like vodka so much. It used to taste like medicine to me. And now I'm just like, it makes me not Kinda angry. Kind of mix it up good. Well, yeah. that's good. You don't want to be angry through the summer. No one um, likes an angry. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cocktail Story Discussions. You guys, what's been going on, Medina? Hey, girl. Hey, y'all. <laughs> your pageant wave. <laughs> I've been I've been working a lot. I've been doing voiceovers, I mm-hmm. auditioning and bookings. So that's always exciting, like making money. Um, um, what else? Tonight, after we record this, I have a flight to rush and get to. I'm glad I have clear, or else I don't think I would make it. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go do a quick little thought hop over to see Lieutenant Bay. I'm going to Jamaica for. Six days, May 1st through May 6th. So I won't, my schedule's kind of packed and so is his. And I won't be able to see him before I go if I don't go tonight. So it was like, oh, <laughs> let me go fuck you real quick. Let me go put it on you real quick, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What you been up to? Girl, working and trying to not feel like it's been 10 days back to back working, but it has. 10? Um, and it's like Tuesday, just like not for the same thing, but every day I've had something that I've had to get done, all sorts mm-hmm. of different things. Um, I'm tired. I do have a little trip this weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Where are you going? And I was going to say, oh, I'm just going to Miami. Mm. Um, And I was going to say, I was so upset the last time I went to the airport. So I feel like you. Clear is a lifesaver. If y'all don't have clear and you want to try it, send me an email because I got some free passes. Um, only for a couple months. But I have clear and, you need to and be a free check. <laughs> All that shit was um whatchamacallit? It was it was closed. And you know when you go clear? online and you see what time Yeah, they close every day. They're not open all night. I don't oh, know if I'm you're nervous. gonna be able to use clear. Yeah, I'm you actually might not nervous be able to now. use it. Yeah, um, we'll finish in about 40, 45 minutes. But um, yeah, they closed and I got there in like the eight o'clock hours. So I don't know, but they do close. TSA will close. I was like, y'all don't even have anything for like um, preferred customers. Like I only see the main <laughs> checkpoint. What about you if you're you looking a for a VIP line in the airport? Yeah, they do have a VIP line. <laughs> normally and it wasn't there all my vip lines were closed the um the little sky priority was closed uh clear was closed tsa pre-check closed and i was like oh my god i just saw a video on the shade room where people were fighting over here i don't want to be over here this woman was all on my back i had to go off on her she was pissing me the fuck off i'm just like respect people's space ma'am you are literally on my back if i am toting luggage there's no reason i should be able to feel your person on me you have missed your flight your flight is at 8 40 girl it's 8 22 you're not gonna make it you just entered the, the security line and then you're not crying. even getting your bags through right well and i bet it was an international flight baby they closed the door 10 to 15 minutes before your departure time you missed the shit it's you may right. as well turn your ass back around go to the agent and see if they can rebook you but you walking on my back is not going to get you there quicker you should have got there in time i was just trying to eat before my late ass flight and i anyway, don't know about you um, but the you. airport is such a stressful place for me like i get stressed before i even like the morning of my flight i'll be like I instantly just get in a rush mode. Today, I've been rushing all day today just because I know I'm going to the airport. I was stressed. I was so stressed that when I was getting my wax, I fell asleep. I didn't even feel the pain. She was just ripping. 
Girl, uh, now, no. Um, usually, no, the airport is not a stressful place for me. And I haven't been that stressed. I kind of wonder if I can handle that type of stress because waxing does hurt. It's painful. So to fall asleep during that, it's just like, wow, yeah. um, you're going through it. Um, but yeah, so I'm just ready for the weekend. I want to go have a good time. I've got some plans tonight. Hopefully all goes well. We'll we'll just see. Hopefully next time I talk to you, I have some good news, some updates, positive. Updates. Some? Do you mean like cocktails? Cocktail? Anything? <laughs> just wait on lots of any good news would be great. It's like you know when you work at stuff or you're looking for something, you hoping for something, and you just like in limbo. That's where I'm at right now. So I don't know. we'll see. Um. What what was table 60? I'm looking at the... Oh, this is what... I was jotting down notes when we were having our weekly meeting. So I wanted to ask you. Remember when we went out that day? I mean, I'm sure this happens a lot because we live in Atlanta. And table 60 took care of our tab. And we were like, who was table 60? The girl, our waitress was acting like we worked there and knew like the outline at of the restaurant. At the breakfast place. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, breakfast yeah, yeah, Barney's. Yeah. And I wanted like, to girl, know... girl, we don't work here. <laughs> we were like, ma'am, who is table 60? I wanted to know, Kiki, do you think women should say thank you when a man does stuff like that, like takes care of the tab or sends over drinks? Do you, is that, is it bad etiquette to not go and say thank you? I don't think you have to get up and go because he didn't get up to come over to you. But I think like if you're doing it that way, passing notes through the uh, waitresses or bartenders or whatever, it's still okay to be like, oh, tell him I said thank you or look his way and wave and smile. But I don't feel like just because somebody took care of a tab, they didn't come over and introduce themselves to you. Why do you know how to do it just because they paid for something? Uh-uh. We set in the wrong precedent. You think that I'm about to be doing stuff just because you paid for it. No, you still can come up like a gentleman and introduce yourself and be polite. Those guys were nice. One of them was extremely shy, but they were nice. Um, they were really nice. I think uh, it that happens a lot, and I've noticed um, it happens more so when I'm either by myself or just with like one other person. That's not something when you got all six of your best friends with you. Like, is I mean, it, a it can happen, but it's just get not your home girl a drink. Um, and like if we're sitting at a table, like how you and I were, yeah. yes, it's exactly. like you see her sitting here. That's rude. Get us both a drink. Get us both a drink. And if you because come to talk to me, talk to both of us. Don't be leaving people out. And you don't have to have an in depth conversation, but. I've I've seen guys come and they'll say something to me and they say nothing to anyone else that's rude. Yeah, and it's weird. Now you're making it all awkward. Now I want you to leave. I recently went to Gypsy Kitchen and this guy um, took care. This happens a lot in Atlanta. And uh, he took care of this. We were ordering and expecting to pay. We don't, you know, you don't be at the bar waiting and hoping someone pays. Maybe in college, but um, we were about to pay and the guy came up, he paid for the drinks. He ended up finding mm-hmm. me while we were sitting at the table. He asked for my phone number and I gave it to him, but I really didn't want to give it to him. I really feel childish for even giving it to Why? him. Why? Kiki. Because he was not cute. He had a visor on flipped oh. up in the back and he was old. Like, sir, why you have this on? And I like old I men, knew he this was is old. Like, Once you and said it was, it was flipped up in the back. <laughs> yeah. And so I was, he will not stop blowing my phone up, bro. He, I mean, literally every day he has blown my phone up every day since Saturday. The audacity. Let this be when a lesson do you realize to you. that one drink that you bought does not gain you some type of VIP clear access? It doesn't. But I will say you gave him the number, so he might have thought you were actually interested. We we can't do that, ladies. We We've can't do stop. that. It's I, hard because you also see the stories like the dude who shot that girl the other day. So it's like sometimes I get why sometimes you do that. That was here, I think. I get yeah, why sometimes here. women are just like, it's easier just to um, get them off the your back or flirt because sometimes they just flip out and act so crazy. It's hard <sighs> being a woman sometimes. They do. Um, well, I will catch my flight. I will be on time and I have my Vesper packed. Got my vitamins. And okay. I'm ready to. Remember, fuck. don't wear a- it through the thing. Oh, you That's right. what I did. I got to take purse. it off. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, so I guess we can go ahead and move on to weird sex because we have a, another different type of episode for you guys this week. 
You said a man is not a necessity, a man is a luxury, like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. And this is why we don't do men appreciation episodes often because men love to act up. So this California man got sentenced to two and a half years in county jail for assaulting a co-worker with his semen in liquids she consumed and on her work equipment that she used. So Stevens Milencastro, who was 30, got convicted on three misdemeanor counts of assault and two misdemeanor counts of battery. The George, the George, the judge also ordered him to register as a sex offender. So basically what happened was they worked together. This man masturbated eight times at work. He put his semen in the woman's, the victim's um, honey jar. Then he took more semen and spread it onto her office keyboard and her mouse. The woman, the victim consumed the honey for a while and didn't know that it had his semen in it. Then he also nutted in three of her water bottles, which she noticed to be cloudy each time. So when she noticed that they were cloudy, she just threw them away. So this was weird to her because this happened to three of her water bottles. So she told an office manager, like, what's going on? Feel like somebody's put some in my drink. So they put a surveillance camera in her office. The next day, Stevens was seen on surveillance footage entering her office where the victim later touched her computer mouse that was smeared with semen. The woman filed a report with the police. He got arrested following the investigation, but he was caught red fucking handed. That's that disgusting. is disgusting. Why would you do that? I would want you, you to are get the sick. death penalty. That is rude. Okay, well, that is I'm rude. rubbing I'm my honey on my biscuit or putting it in my tea. I'm wondering how it's a misdemeanor. That is a lot. That is disgusting. You're sitting there having your morning tea. You probably don't want to be at this job no way. And now you know your coworkers just nutting all over the place. That is somebody's bodily fluids. You don't you could get a disease, I'm sure. It's absolutely disgusting. Oh my God. I would be, I'm so, somebody needs to be sued. Who can I sue? I don't know, girl. Um, but I mean, I'm glad that he did face some consequences, even though I still don't feel like that's that much. But yeah, that was this I week's mean, weird why? sex. If you guys see, that's the real reason, real question that I have. What made you do this? I really, there was no issue from what I saw. In researching this story, there was no issue. He just was doing fucked up shit. Anyway, if you guys see more weird sex stories, please send them to me, info at kikisaidso.com, or you can send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. And before we get into the discussion, we just want to remind you guys um, to get your taste of vitamins mm. so that you can be extra tasty. You can get them for you. You may as well buy two bottles, buy one for you and one for whoever one you fuck around me. with. Get one for your because girlfriend. Get get a couple for the click. Everyone needs to be well tasted and tasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then taste vitamins. I don't know if y'all know this. We always talk about the vitamins, but they also sell candles now and they have their own sex toys over there. So they have a lot of good stuff. You guys need to check it out. Just head to the link in the description box below and then use our code COCKTAILS10 for 10% off. And then also... Talia Wajid. So last time you saw us, we were deep conditioning our hair. <laughs> it was wash day. With the apple. Yeah, with the apple and aloe line of hair care products from Talia Wajid. And it feels good. My hair is feeling better, smelling better. It smells <laughs> and, good. Um, you can use it on your curly weave. It's feeling on shiny. On your curly natural hair. It makes your hair. For me, everyone will have their own experience, but it just makes my hair. My curls are tight. They get really tight at the top. It helps loosen them up so mm -hmm. I can comb through them and not pull so much hair out. That deep conditioner is nice. 
And I like that it doesn't make my hair feel super heavy after I rinse everything out because depending on the style, you might want a lot of body and Mm -hmm. you don't want it to be stiff when you're trying to be a bad bitch out on the street. So um, they have lots of other products. It's not just the apple and aloe line. They have all kinds of stuff. If you have locks, if you typically wear your hair and just twist out so you're not really wearing it free, they still have a bunch of products for all different types of hair. So y'all check them out. They are available at Walmart. Sally Beauty Supply and at naturalhair.org. And if you buy it at naturalhair.org, you can use our code CTTW and get 30% off your entire purchase. So, yeah. Okay. So, you guys, this week, another ooh, fun, interesting I'm episode. Embarrassed. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm surprised we're not taking shots for this one. Um, we're blaming it on alcohol this week, y'all. We are going to share some of our most drunken moments that have uh embarrassed us maybe embarrassed other people maybe we almost hurt some people you know the things that alcohol makes you do that is what we will be talking about today kiki do you think you have enough drunk moments to make it through an episode (laughs) do i (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> some drunken times I didn't make it through the episode um yeah I definitely have a lot so what I did was uh we got these stories but you know like when you're drunk you don't always remember everything and so some of these stories that we're sharing we may have shared them on the show but it was from our point of view so we decided to reach out to some different people in our lives and get their um memories of times when we were drunk and we're gonna let you hear it from their perspective yeah so what's the what's the did you preview them before you sent them i previewed yes i definitely previewed the two from the men the one from okay my lady friend uh, colleen who sent one in i previewed it from the beginning then someone called and i didn't get to listen to the end of it so I hope she didn't say nothing yeah. too crazy. <laughs> I know one of my friends sent me one and I'm just, well, two, two of them, I didn't listen to them all. And I feel like one of them, I'm going to be like, bitch, why are you, t- I told you this for the show. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? So I'm going to go first, but for, for the first one that I have, we, we, I don't think anyone called in about this. I know no one did. I just wanted to like start off with my 21st birthday because that's when we were actually legal to drink. I remember I was at Clark Atlanta, went over to New Res. I don't mm-hmm. even know if they still have the new residential, like, uh, apart. They were like on, on campus apartments. Um, mm-hmm. my best friend at the time, Sade, she had a, a little, uh, room over there i'm turning 21 mm-hmm. they set everything up it's fun we're like we're in atlanta we're new to atlanta she's from new york some people from philly some people from cali i sharina did my hair i mean we was about to turn out we were gonna go to some like red light green light party you know how they have all those crazy themed parties in college i am ready mm-hmm. i got my leggings on cut off at the ankles with some little ugly heels and this blue shirt this is like off the shoulder says i'm turning 21 or something like that i get over there we're having fun <laughs> We're taking shots. When you're young, it's crazy the amount of liquor you're able to consume and the type of liquor you're able to consume as long as you're consuming it. I should have died this yeah. night. Yeah. They have a birthday cake for me. We are turning up. We're taking shots of Everclear, bro. Everclear. Oh, no. Pure shots of Everclear. I'm like, I'm 21. Ah, Sade doesn't really drink, but she's doing it for me. We're all turning up. We're getting drunk. About to leave to go out to the party. I remember waking up in throw up by the elevators in New Res. And it wasn't that my friends left me. Everyone was drunk. I was just the drunkest. And I kept trying to go to some party that they told me I couldn't go to. Because on our way to that red light, green light party, I we were under a bridge in some traffic. I saw homeless people under a bridge. I got out of the car. They should have had child lock on. I get out of the vehicle and I go start telling the homeless men about the party. I'm telling them they should come. I'm telling my friends, y'all, we should let them come with us. They're going to turn up the party. Mm-hmm. They're lit. Everyone's like, Medina, I'm glad I have responsible friends, first of all. They weren't just like, yeah, let's make a memory of this and party with the homeless people. We would have been robbed and dead. First of all, they were like, we're not going to this party. I got back in the car. They put me back in the car, forced me back upstairs. And I guess I kept trying to run out and everyone just let me run out. And I... I threw up at the elevator and woke up in the throw up. That was how I turned 21. Didn't make it to the party. Didn't eat the cake. And 
Damn. 21. 21 was tough. Do you remember um, when you turned thought, 21? Mm-hmm. My 21st birthday, I don't think my actual birthday was that bad. I probably, I drank for my birthday, but I think I just went to sleep. Like, I did not feel good. It was cheap-ass liquor. I think we did, like, a house party type thing. And then I went to the club another day or something. But we did something at the apartment. Um, I don't remember it. Nobody sent in a story. So everybody was probably super fucked up. But I that your story just reminded me of a time when I was so drunk, I couldn't even get inside of the club. So we used to have this thing called the Howard and Hampton Cabaret. So it was like a formal event that they would do and they would do it in Richmond because it's between the two schools. And if you didn't know, these are rival schools. So we went um, our freshman year. Everything went great. Everybody looked cute. We had a really good time. So this was maybe two years later, I think. And so um, we go and everything is good at first. We're getting ready. I got my cute little dress. Um, everybody's getting dressed up. We've been taking pictures. We're having a good weekend. We didn't have any issues like the first time we went. And I don't know what happened, but I just kept drinking and drinking and drinking and not realizing how much I drank and how little I ate. Y'all... I don't know what happened. We walked down the hall. We took a picture, the four of us. Looking at it now, that's how I be looking when I'm in a good mood and I'm drunk. Just super cheesy, smiling with all of my teeth. Next thing I know, the police officer is asking me, like, ma'am, where are your friends? Um, <coughs> You can't go inside. And I'm like, my friends are inside. I just need to go inside. Here's my ID. He would not. And I was like, why aren't you letting me in? Like, I'm old enough to go to the party. What is the problem? I was so fucked up. So another friend couldn't get in for some reason. And what happened was they sent him around. He had to move. They sent him around to come back and get me. I'm like leaning on like a pole outside of the party arguing <laughs> on my phone texting this guy because he was like i can't believe you got so drunk you couldn't even come in the party all this stuff just fussing at me about stuff and i'm just like what do you want me to do i'm already st- i don't know what's going on i'm thinking they're not letting me in because they think my id is fake i don't know what the fuck happened i ended up getting back in the car i fell asleep in there me and my other homeboy we couldn't get in the party i still don't know why he couldn't get in the party but i later realized it was because i was so drunk and i was like i spent all of this money on this expensive ass dress getting ready buy a weave get my nails done and i ain't even getting the function do you and remember I that time when really Carlos had time. to carry you out of the club, out of Privé? That no. you just made me think. You remember that? We went to Privé and we parked super far. He was working that night. He got us in. It was like some crazy night. So I don't remember what celebrity was there because we were was both I here for college. Say it again. Was it when I was that? Was this during college? Like when I would come visit? For no, my spring this break? is when you had first moved. This is you after drove college? your car. Oh, and we were in there. We were having so much fun. And then I, I know when Kiki's done, though, she starts nodding off and then she acts like she's okay. And so you got to keep an eye on her. <laughs> Kara was asleep on the couch. Carlos was like, we got it. I'm going to, we're going to carry her out. And good thing Carlos was my boyfriend. So I know he carried you out and we got in the car and I drove us home. It was, I know we had a really good time. <laughs> um, speaking of exes, I'll go into <laughs> one of the first stories where someone Ooh. sent their version of it. So. New Year's okay. Eve of, I want to say when it was either 2017 or 2018, um, Pond City Market had just opened. They have this, this was the first time they did it, but they have an annual New Year's Eve function. It is so much fun. It's like the Great Gatsby. It, I only went to that one year, but every year it elevates to something new. So it's dressy. That's what I said I want. I was like, I want to go somewhere where you dress up. I want it to be safe. And I want it to be like an invite only type of situation. I don't want to be at a club. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in someone's house. Let's go to a dressy extravagant party. So Carlos was like, okay, cool. Found this place at... Pond City Market at the rooftop. 
and you have to buy tickets. Let's get VIP tickets and go all in. So he got a suit. I got a cute little like dressy mini dress, a little faux fur coat, got a little wig. Like I was, that was the first time I ever wore a wig. I was so excited. Got my makeup done uh-huh. and we get dressed. We are so flex. We look like a classy couple and <clears throat> we pull up, we get the black truck get there there you have a little wristband they put you in the elevator and there was two there was two different three different wristbands you could get the um general and then there was like another tier and then there was a top tier we got the top tier we go over to that little restaurant that's in the corner and that was all for like the vip there was a band it was so much fun everything that was included in your ticket was really good food unlimited drinks that is what typically gets me when you go places and it's like, like weddings for me, um, places, parties where it's like your drinks are included in your ticket. It's an open bar for real. Like, I don't know. I, it's like my mind is just like, bitch is free. Like, just keep drinking when really like, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Put it out. I so, haven't reached that level of maturity. I am turning up and Carlos is, okay. Carlos is calm. He doesn't really turn up. Like he'll be having fun, but. He's not one to be like, hey, like, even if he is drunk, he's still super chill. So I'm busting shots mm-hmm. as soon as we get in there. Busting shots. Like, I'm making friends with everybody. After my third dr- my third shot, I'm drunk, but I'm happy. I'm having a really good time. I'm turning up with people. I'm dancing with people. You know, my heels started feeling wobbly, but I was having a really good time. <laughs> and I remember, like, dancing with Carlos. He was happy. I was happy. I was the life of the party. And when it was time to go, he wanted to leave. And I didn't want to leave. Like, the party wasn't over. And that's just how I remember it. I, I maybe threw up in the Uber, but, like, I was the life of the party. I was the highlight of the party, and I just wanted to stay and party. Well, if you mm-hmm. hear it from him, this is what he has to say. All right, so I'm going to make this real quick because I think I only got, like, a minute. So Medina and I had went to New Year's party on Pont City Market on the rooftop. Anyway, we were having a great time drinking all that. Yo, it was the end of the night. The peach had dropped already. Everybody was gone. Medina was so drunk. She did not want to leave. She started arguing with me about wanting to stay, that she was going to catch a ride with somebody else to leave her. I'm trying to walk out, you know, going to the elevator on Pond City Market. Medina's whole wig was sliding back, trying to fall off. She was so drunk. It looked like I was kidnapping her. People were looking at her so crazy, yo. She did not want to leave for nothing. She thought the party was still going. The only people left were employees cleaning up after the night was over. Girl, well, I, I can't. I thought it was. I didn't know the. It, everything moved so fast when you're drunk. It felt like we were only there for an hour. Yeah, it does. You, it's just like no sense of time. Okay, so that reminds me of a time when I don't know if I didn't want the party to be over. I don't know if I was trying to turn things into a sex party or what, but I was definitely drunk and I um, was just doing too much and my friends didn't stick to a one minute time limit. So I'm just going to let my friend Nia tell this story. We used to be roommates in college. And I used to have an Atlanta boo when I lived in D.C. And he used to come and visit. And this is the time when I guess everybody, it just sealed it, sealed the nail in the coffin that I'm a little bit crazy. So our junior year, Howard, um, we were all living in in an apartment. Um, This was just a usual turn up in the life of 1607, the penthouse, ladies at a penthouse. So I'm going to set the mood for y'all. So you can visualize. We got uh, Grace and Thomas and some other friends over in the corner twerking, um, drinking, throwing their hands up, smacking their knees, bouncing that ass, right? Then you have um, Kiera, Miss Kiki. (laughs) She was with our favorite ATL daddy. We going to call him, um, let's call him Rodriguez. (laughs) So Rodriguez, and I say our because he used to come down and look out for all of us. So that was our ATL daddy. Anyway, so she's sitting here with ATL daddy. This girl was drunk, okay? This is when I was like, oh, Kira, fucking crazy. <laughs> she's slapping this man left and right, and he taking him. He taking them hits. She's slapping him, walking around, titties out, robe on, making demands, looking like Beyonce in distress, and um, why don't you love me? <laughs> 
So, you know, this is my role back in college. I used to film everything. I had the camera attached to my hand. So I'm filming her. Mind you, like I said, I'm setting the mood. We got the lights down low, music blasting, drinks flowing, ATL daddy's enjoying himself, taking care of his hits. Okay. I got the camera on night vision. Boom. So now that I've activated night vision and shit, I feel like here subconsciously peeps. She was drunk as shit, but I feel like she was hitting them, um, hitting them little angles, flashing a little titty left and right, you know, being seductive, grinding all on, um, on Rodriguez, giving the camera the eye and you know, I'm just taking it, being a creep, following her around, you know, like we in school, I'm like, oh, this is obvious footage. Like, let me get reporting. What's up? What's about to pop off? So, you know, they sit in the living room chilling, her and Rodriguez and Kiki gets up. Um, I feel like she smacked him a few more times. <laughs> um, he ends up carrying her to her room. Um, so I said, oh shit, let me follow. It's like the real real, y'all. So I'm following behind with my camera on night vision. Um, we pull, I said, we pull up. We roll in her room. The door stays open. You know, I wanted to give them privacy. So I stood back and let them decide if they wanted to shut the door or not. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> so, you know, I. What so, of course, I got the whole little rendezvous on night vision. <laughs> we done seen Kira in a whole nother light, y'all. Okay. She a freak. I seen her head snapping, bobbing. This nigga toes curl up. Rodriguez is about to pass the fuck out. Okay. All that's on tape. So what we gonna do is y'all gonna hit me up after this whenever she play it. Hair underscore she underscore is. I'm gonna set up a little Patreon. You know, I'm gonna show y'all some clips. Y'all gonna have to pay me, but I got y'all. Anyway, she know not to play me. Cause um this is uh this is definitely my insurance policy. All right, y'all holla at me later. All right. the- oh my god, not holla at Why me later with the Patreon him? clips. He was probably telling me to stop drinking or something I didn't want to hear. I used to be um a lot meaner to guys like physically and i had just i don't know why i would do that it would only happen when i was drunk and i was like why am i doing this i'm gonna run across the wrong one one day i don't know (laughs) but i think i think he liked it a little bit obviously because he took you in the room and i just wondered if you saw nia following you with the camera i did (laughs) she always had that camera she always had it she's right i did notice i was like well, you know, whatever. I don't care. I want to see what it looks like on the camera. And that's before, like, your phones could really have great video. They she definitely didn't have no like night Beyonce vision. Beyonce distressed. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, College, that whole experience. I had to move out of that apartment with them from the penthouse. I had to move <laughs> to the other side of the building because I needed to graduate. And I was like, the way these parties... Popping off up here in 1607. I ain't going to make it. I got to go. But it was fun while it lasted. Okay, so what's your next one? Okay, so my next one has to do with Temptation Island. Um, I thought that I would go to Temptation Island. And, you know, there's there's cameras around that can film you and put you on television. Everyone can see your craziness. Um and I was like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to be civilized. I'm going to put myself on a three drink max every day because there is just liquor all the time. They want you to make bad decisions. I was like, I told myself before I had got to the island, three drinks max every day. And on top of that, like with the three drink max, only like champagne, only champagne. They ask you when you're filling your, your um, application. I mean, you're, when you make it, they give you this form. Like, what do you want in the house? I was like, smoke salmon, Prosecco and, you know, like water and avocados. Well, I kind of didn't follow that rule. And um, I got a little aggressive one night. And my good friend that I made on the show, Colleen, is going to share the story of what she remembers happening. So I was lucky enough to experience one of Medina's drunkest moments on Temptation Island firsthand. So before I go into the details of her foolishness you have to keep in mind that the single girls of temptation island we didn't live in that big gorgeous mansion y'all saw on tv we had our own tiny little shack across the street with very 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 limited amenities so we called it the whole hut like it was a hut it was a shack it was a structure 
And every night we had a producer from the show who literally escorted the escorts back home across the street every night. So you also got to keep in mind, though, in this stage of filming, we all knew these boys weren't shit, right? Like we didn't want anything to do with them or their crusty little girlfriends or any other problems back home. So in our minds, like at that point, we were just in survival mode, right? Like we needed food and shelter. And that was all that fucking mattered. So since we were already like so checked out mentally, we got into a little routine of uh, hitting the late night snacks hard. Um, it was me, Medina, and that little Southern girl, Peyton. So every night we would be going in on, I mean, like pastas, mac and cheese. Like we were fucked up out of our mind drunk and we wanted anything that could make us feel better. Right. So one night me and Peyton were ready to go back to the ho hut. And when I say this place was a hut, I mean, we're going home to make snacks, which means we're bringing our own pots and bowls salt, pepper, butter, like everything you need to make some like late night mac and cheese. We essentially have like a whole suitcase that we're schlepping back and up and down the driveway every single day, right? We can't find Medina. And you know why? Because her drunk ass is out there fighting with Rick. I mean, like they would bicker from time to time, but I mean, WWE, like round 12 Medina's in, right? And she was just in survival mode at that point, like fucked up out of her mind. And she was convinced she was going to sleep in that big beautiful one million thread count bed and at this point Medina's so drunk that she starts yelling and she's getting loud and is causing I mean like a damn fucking scene in this driveway cameras are everywhere people are producers are chasing after her we've got the spotlight me and Peyton are just standing there holding a whole bunch of mac and cheese double glass eyes so fucked up trying to rein in Medina there's a whole crew there's cameras there's everything right and I'm talking she's yelling at Rick She's yelling at the producers. She's yelling at the damn cameraman at this point. Like, she did not care if Rick was there or not or where the fuck Rick was sleeping because she was taking that king to herself. Like, that was her whole damn mission, and she was going to shout it from the rooftops, right? Let's just say that wasn't the case, and that bitch was walking to the walk of fucking shame back down that driveway to that shack real quick and then was threatening to call the cops that night because of our living conditions so that's a story for another time but so glad that that footage was never fucking aired because we are pot belly bikini wet sewer rat looking people carrying like loads of butter and pots and pans medina's causing a scene like thank fucking god that was never aired (laughs) a security camera Girl, why were y'all carrying pots and pans in Because we were cases? hungry. What did they film- want y'all to eat? Ramen noodles in the microwave? Well, when you got, when we were done filming, they would make us go back to the Hoha and you, we didn't have real groceries down there. So this night we were like, we're still hungry. So Peyton started loading up. Like she was like, I'm gonna make some Easy Mac. And she was, <laughs> she was like packing the stuff. It was so embarrassing. I was like, please don't let this be something where they're like, and next on to, I was like, if they show this, it was just one of those moments where like, you know, on Atlanta Housewives when people get really crazy and I know when they see this on TV, they're embarrassed because you're drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's a rough one. Um, trying to think if I want to tell a story about what my next story is going to be. I have a birthday experience at a club. Another one. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time in the clubs. Um, I have a feeling this one is about probably I got really drunk one birthday. Typical. Um, and I was like dancing on a pole and making out with somebody. And then another time I was seeing this guy, my friends from Howard were in town and we all got really drunk. They didn't know where I went. I went to his house. They come over. I'm taking shots of Hennessy. He's playing a guitar or something and tells his life story. Which one do you want to hear from a friend? <laughs> the, the drunken birthday or the man who's telling the life story? I, I did not. I should have listened to both of them because I don't know. Okay. I, I want to really hear embarrassing the, the man moments. who's, you said he's playing the guitar? Yeah, I think I think that's how this story is going to go. Um if I recall correctly, but you know, I don't recall much cuz I be drunk. So, this is from my friend Grace and um let's just let's see what she says. Okay, a drunk Kiki story. Um I'm going to take it back to the days at the at the 12. 
uh, the Fabulous Four came to visit. I think it was for like a birthday or something. We had been, you know, hopping all around town every one night. Um, one of Kiki's booths was taking us out, doing all this. And that, I believe that we were just at the bar at the 12 and happened to see her ex-football bay because he lived there. So we already been drinking and we ended up going up to his place or well one of his places at the 12 and we get to the room and kiara is throwing back shots of henny like a grown man and if you know kiara like you know how she gets off henny like the guy like her boo he likes to talk a lot so he was telling us our his whole life story and kiara's over here grinding on him you already know she's in the mood so she ended up forcing him back to the bedroom and me and my friends are just in there with his one friend that was there just looking around like all right so long story short we ended up staying, spending the night um i don't even think kiera got none she probably just passed out because she really drank a whole bottle to herself <laughs> and he ended up coming back out to tell us the rest of his life story then we went down to the bar before it opened um and Kiara was just sitting there in a little ball. You know how she gets, like, she'll just curl up in a little ball and then she'd be knocked out. So you know that she had a good time. <laughs> Drunk Kiki is crazy. She didn't tell she none didn't. of the <laughs> She didn't, sorry guys. I thought she was gonna tell the dude. I probably said it more <clears throat> than she did. That was, those were some times. I'm glad those days are done. Um, there's no need this for me to so be curling funny. up in a ball at a restaurant and falling asleep and taking a nap. There's just like absolutely no need for that. <laughs> I think I I think I'm gonna save the other ones and just make a bonus episode about it. Maybe we can continue <laughs> it on a bonus. <laughs> the last couple of Yeah, the last ones that we have, we should do it on a bonus because it's already 41 minutes. Okay, okay, okay. And clear my okay. clothes. All right. So the rest of it we will save we have more drunken stories, but we'll share the rest of them on a on a bonus episode soon. We gonna have some good bonus content coming <laughs> <Right>? out. <laughs> yeah, because y'all got the part two of the game night. You find you find out a lot of stuff. Mm, all we right. was real well, uh, being... raunchy and raw on that on part one of the game night. I just want to say that. Um, no, part two. <laughs> part two <laughs> was getting a little spicy up in there, and I'm like, all right, um, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> uh, but anyway. We can go ahead and move on to Indecisive Diane. And after that, we will give you guys some advice and share some cocktails. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Hey, ladies. Oh, I have a delightful treat for you this week. We already know it's the season to sit on the patio and wear those dresses where it eats, your butt eats the dress. You know what I mean. There's a place. It's called Story Covino, right next to Dior in the Pughead Shops. Here's the address. 3065 Peachtree Road. Go there on a date. Specifically, a first date if you can. Bye. Okay, and we are back from Indecisive Diane, um, and it is time for the advice. If you would like to ask us a question, make sure you send it to us, askcocktails at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read it on the show. Okay, so I have one, and it says, I don't want to make this link too lengthy, so I'll get right to it. Um, I was with this guy for some years. Five years into our relationship, he has a kid on me. Obviously, our relationship ended, but we continue to fuck here and there because, well, I'm a dumbass sometimes, and I love that dick. I know y'all know what I mean. So anyway, after finding out about the baby, I moved out, finished school, and got a new job and kind of just started over. Now, my mama always says the best way to get over someone is to get under someone new. So the someone I ended up under was and still is my boss shaking my fucking head. It has become the biggest fucking mess of my life. For one, the mother of my boss's child also works with us, which adds to why this is such a hot ass mess. But that's another story or a couple of stories for another day. 
So for a while, my boss and I were sneaking around. We fucked all the time, everywhere, all over the office building, nice hotels, resorts, and getaways every weekend, which turned into us taking some week-long vacations together. And soon, our little sneaky links started to become more serious for him. Not me. I was low-key living my best single life, but he started sending me relationship memes and shit, posting me on his Instagram, introducing me to his family and child, telling me he's in love with me, and he let the mother of his child know about us. And now there's rumors going around on our... At our job about us. It was just becoming too much for me. Honestly, the dick isn't even that good. His dick is small, but he most definitely makes up for it with his mouthpiece. It's just annoying that sometimes after we fuck, I have to masturbate while he's laying there knocked out after busting a huge nut. To him, we have the best sex life ever. To me, not so much. He's 36 and I'm 25. He's looking for a wife and family. Yeah, I would love that, but definitely not right now. I really do have love for him and he treats me like a fucking queen, but I'm just loving my whole phase right now. To be honest, I'm I'm low-key in love. Well, not really, just infatuated with another guy. Now, in the midst of me being newly single, moving out and all that, I finally started going out with my girlfriends and mingling and I met a guy at the club, typical fuckboy slash hood nigga to the fucking T. But when I say he fucks me like a slut and I love it, I fucking love it. He introduced me to the world of anal sex, handcuffs, anal toys, etc. I just love his dick and I ain't never letting go. His dick is big, thick, juicy, and long. And he's fine as fuck. The best way to describe him is a dark-skinned Dave East, but personality-wise, he reminds me of Stevie J. Oh, Lord. A A fucking ladies' man slash sleaze bag. We have so much fun together, though. He engages in some illegal activities, but he's paid, child, and I'm with him. It's like every day is a fucking movie. We're always getting sections in clubs and popping bottles. We just smoke hella hookah, drink, and smoke 24-7 and fuck like porn stars every time we're together. Now, I admit I made the mistake of getting dick sprung and thinking we were something we were not, but to my defense, after a couple of months, he started inviting me on double dates, group outings with him and his homeboys and their girls, and even to some of the family events. So anyway... Um, one night after my pussy put his ass to sleep like NyQuil, I decided to go through his phone. And this is where the problem is. Sis, let me just tell y'all, I damn near cried myself to sleep that night, but it's what I needed to see to snap my back, my ass back into reality. So now here I am, not so much fucking my ex, but we talk pretty frequently. Um, the other night he called me and asked me to meet him at this park we always went to in high school. We ended up smoking and fucking in the backseat. Girl, you just fucking everybody, huh? Because this is the ex-boyfriend. That wasn't even who you were talking about. Oh, that's she not even the boss. Her best. It, mm-mm. That's the ex-boyfriend that she broke up with. Okay, Dick was just as good as I remember. I also care for my boss as well. I'm starting to feel guilty, though, because he definitely deserves better, like to be with someone who can give him the relationship he wants right now, and that's just not me. And last but definitely not least, there's this damn nigga from the club who I have amazing sex with. Deep down inside, I know we'll never really go anywhere with this situationship, but will I give this good dick up yet? Absolutely not. Or should I? Please help. Uh, You know what you need to do. I feel like do what you're comfortable with doing, but I truly don't think you're... Now, I was going to say I don't think you're doing anything wrong, which I don't. Fuck these niggas. Do your thing. Protect yourself. Get checked. The fucking the boss thing, now, it seems like it's a good idea when it's happening or when your boss first makes the advances at you if you want them. It seems like a good thing. You're like, I'm like the chosen one. It always ends very messy, horrible, and at the end of the day, you have something to lose. He really doesn't. Um... So as far as that, I don't agree with the fucking with people at work, especially if it's your boss. But like fucking these niggas, fuck the niggas. You have you sound like you having fun. I don't think you should be falling for everybody. I be doing it though, and it's fun. So <laughs> that's the part I'm stuck on. You don't need to be going through this man's phone, getting all caught up in your feelings, because then that's gonna have you acting crazy. And if you want to keep fucking him, keep fucking him. But you need to do what you need to do for your mind to realize no matter how many family functions you go to and dates and shit, if y'all aren't on the same page, you're not on the same page. You do the same thing with your boss and you don't want to be with him. So it's just a flip-flop situation. If you want to fuck him, fuck him. But that's it. Do you lose the good dick? I don't... If you... You need to let go of the good dick if it's going to drive you crazy. You don't need to be crying yourself to sleep over a man who's not yours. And then as far as the boss, I mean, if you want to keep fucking around with him and having a good time, do it. But um, be careful because... That's your boss. It's gonna and end. You hurt messy. him, and you're not it's giving him what he wants. It could really be an issue. 
Um, so just be careful and um, good luck. Good luck, sis. Okay. This one says, I just watched episode 232 and would like my name to remain private. Okay, girl. I've been in a relationship with someone for almost four years now. We've known each other since middle school. For the past few months, I noticed it's like he's somewhere else mentally. Two days ago, I went through his phone and find out his he's been Snapchatting someone on and off for three fucking years. He says he knows it's wrong and wasn't thinking. <clears throat> his excuse His excuse is it would be him sending a compliment and that's it. Never a real conversation. I feel like the connection and relationship was never really genuine. I just want to know, should I leave? He says he loves me and it meant nothing to him. But come on, for three years, am I tripping for feeling like I need to be alone right now? And oh yeah, we live together and have been living together for six months now. So this isn't just some random ass guy. We have known each other most of our lives. I'm torn. I'm 23 and need advice. I'm glad that you know he was lying about what the conversations were for three years. There's no way you're just complimenting someone for three fucking years. Let me tell you about my conversations on Snapchat, hun. It ain't just no compliments, okay? So, yeah. So, trust your gut on that. I think that maybe you do just need to be single. You're only 23. And if he, and maybe he he needs to learn a lesson. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe you need to pack your shit and go or put him out. Like, that's a long time. Y'all been together for four years and the whole relationship, basically. He's fucking stuck on Snapchat. What are you doing with your life? Why do you have so much Snapchat And the thing with Snapchat is you can't even, you'll never know because, like, he didn't save the message and they delete. So it's like, here's the thing about these niggas. They be lying, sis. They lie. And they can make a lie sound like the the God-given truth. And it is not. And they can try and make you feel bad for accusing them of lying when they really fucking lying. And they really lying. And they will throw you all the facts on a lie. He is lying. And you can choose to believe the lies. You can choose to stay even if you don't believe the lies. But I do think you should be like, dang. Because he's going to be like, it's just Snapchat. It's just Snapchat. And you lost me over just Snapchat. Because I guarantee you he probably met up with the bitch at some point. That's why it's been three years. Mm -hmm. So, I would at least scare him. Any factor. Yeah, do that. Let us know how it goes. Good luck to you. Okay, so now it's time for us to move on to the cocktails. Um, so in the theme of drunkenness, um, I have a story that I remember. I may have told it before, but whatever. You're going to hear it again today because <laughs> I be forgetting uh, about Medina when <laughs> she was very drunk. Um yeah, so one time, this is many years ago, one time we were out with another friend and we would go out a lot together, a like the lot. three of us. And we would go to all kind of places. One night in particular, we were like at a strip club or something. I can't remember exactly where we were. The I turn around. I'm minding my business, probably trying to see who's about to give me a drink or whatever, asking, can I get some chicken wings? You know, typical things. I do the same things everywhere I go. I turn around. This girl is like, oh, my God, I kissed this other girl. And then she says the same thing. These bitches are fucking kissing in the club. And I'm like, now, hold on. This was what is going on? Okay, yeah. So from then on, they started having this really flirty relationship, but it like turned up when we would go out drinking. Another time we go, she's blowing up my phone. I used to have a job. I worked in Midtown and I would get off work at like five ish. I would, my routine was to usually leave there, go up the street to our other friend's house, change clothes. We would go hang out. We would hit some happy hours, go to a restaurant, probably hit twist, go to the W or something, go have drinks. And we just do all of this. And I just go and go and go until eventually I fall asleep in the club. And then I get up, go to work and do it all over again. So 
Medina calls me and she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, girl, it's 3.30. I'm at work. <laughs> um, <laughs> working. What's up? So she was like, oh, well, come with me and have some drinks. Uh, we're with my friend. Uh, he's going to take care of it. So I was like, okay, but I'm at work. So I'll come whenever I'm done. Medina calls me back like 15 minutes later. Where are you? And I said, I'm at work. I'll call you back. So I'm not even thinking that she's drunk. I'm just like, why is she rusting me? And then I had to remind her what time I get off work. I was like, I'm going to go pick up our other friend too. So it's going to be a couple of hours. So anyway, eventually she tells us to come. She's calling me like every five minutes. So I guess that day your drunken clock was moving slow and you thought more time had passed than it really had. But really, it was just like, yeah so we get there medina is insulting some man talking about his oh nose oh my gosh i remember and she was this. like she was going off so whoever he must have known the other guy wasn't really clear i did end up hanging out with that man because he had my dream car at the time and i love cars so anyway we go to the bathroom and her medina's friend is like y'all need to get your friend and we're just like what is going on? So me and the other chick are just like, we don't really know what to do because we don't know what we just walked into. Like Medina's very angry right now. First of all, she's upset with us because we took too long. <laughs> and then she's upset with the guy. Y'all, we went from place to place and it progressively got worse. I don't even think Medina kept drinking, but I think everybody was probably giving her water, telling her it was something else. I don't know. Maybe we let her have some drinks at one point because she was getting aggressive. She was taking off her clothes in the bathroom. And I believe that bathroom was like a unisex bathroom. So somebody came in and I was like, please just, just ignore us. We leave. We go another place. Medina has this bag. I guess she went to the strip club recently. Maybe it's from work. Maybe one of the niggas just <laughs> gave it to her. She had all of this money singles right she is just throwing money in here we're at a fucking hookah lounge and not a, a a lit hookah lounge we were at fucking house of hookah and it was just like a little i think it's subway now or something but it was a little bitty yeah. space it's a byob that we were waiting on a bottle of water we had just asked for it and just asked for a hookah she was so impatient she was like um they were like you have to pay for the water and so she's like i don't care i have money Throwing the money, we leave there. <laughs> Last place I remember going, Medina was taking her clip-ins out in the bathroom on Peter Street. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. It is time to go. And then that was one of those situations where it was just like, do you want to know what happened? I don't, I don't want to know what happened. Okay, well, let me know when you're ready and I'll tell you because I get it. Y'all. That was, a, that was an epic night. That was an epic night. I remember taking my clippings out and I remember, I just want everybody to know the man that I was going off on for, I don't know what reason. And he, I apologized to him when I, when I had seen him again, I was like, I am so sorry. It was just too much alcohol. And speaking of like Kiki being like, it was time to go. We, when we would really be out like that in our young years, we would, normal people would be like, it's time to go on like a very like, before it gets to that point we didn't do that with each other um mm -mm. we're going until we can't go no more yeah we would party until the wheels fall off like it was so dangerous um so okay i'm gonna kind of mix it up too so there was i used to work on peter street and so we spent a lot of our time on peter street i was a bartender and a waitress there throughout college and so i knew a lot of people there so i would always be like hey kiki come up here or hey to another girl we used to hang out with come up here pull up and people would be buying us shots buying us drinks we would be having a really good time one particular time Kiki came up there and I don't know if we were celebrating something, but people were buying us shots. We were feeling loose. We didn't get pissy drunk, but we had a whole Beyonce dance mm. battle in the middle of 255. Rest in peace, 255, because it burned down. Yeah. But this used to be our spot, y'all. People were looking at us like, what are y'all doing? But we were so lit. Because we, we really wanted we to Beyonce move. dancers. We had heels on. Our, that's when our knees were young and ready. We were busting it down. We were battling yeah, each other. So we, I would do a model walk in the middle and then do my Beyonce move. And then she would do a Beyonce. What was it? Was it B-Day? It was crazy in love. Crazy in love, y'all. Because at first that people were looking stretch. at us like we were two drunk, crazy girls, and then people were like, "This is actually lit." Because we had just tuned everybody else out. Everybody out. Mm -hmm. Another drunken moment. Um, Kiki, 
Kiki's drunk nights funny. always normally end in her falling asleep wherever she's at. So we were out one night and I think I was a little <laughs> drunk too. So I don't remember where it started, but we went to, we started our night at a club. It was probably like gold room or something. And then we went to spin. Um, me, her and our other friend went to spin and Kiki is sleep in the car. Knocked out in the car. I'm talking about like head over on the armrest. So we look at Kiki. We're like, okay, Kiki, we're going into the party. She's like, okay, y'all go to the party. I'm just going to stay in here and sleep. Y'all, we left drunk Kiki in the front seat. We pushed it back, locked the doors, put the alarm on, and we went inside and partied and came back out. And she was back and rejuvenated. But it was time for the night to end. We had, we had party too hard. And um, we had some very, I feel like we've had so many drunk moments that I, we can't even remember them. So, so many. Maybe maybe it won't be a bonus. Maybe we'll just have to do it for part two. Because <laughs> we do have so many drunk moments. I mean. Ugh. Crazy. Well, I'll probably and then every time I say I'm tired tonight. of being drunk. You are? Well, good yeah, luck. Um, I hope you make it through. Uh, TSA and everything easy breezy. You guys make sure you check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash cocktails. We've got some exciting bonus content on there each and every Monday. And then we also have more good stuff coming here. So share, um, share your favorite parts of the show, leave comments on the episodes, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at cocktails podcast. Follow me at Kiki said so. And I'm at coffee bean dean. And until next week, you guys, goodbye. goodbye. I'm sorry. But the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.